Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. Our goal is that this message builds your faith and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. God is going to speak to somebody directly tonight, even from the pulpit. So if you're hungry for that, then turn with me right now in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Grab your Bibles, grab your, 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 your pads and your whatever you have. Uh, we throw it up here as well, but there's nothing wrong with looking it up on your Bibles. If we have it up here, no problem. Just don't uh, not, not bring your Bible to church. Bring your Bible to church. Um, it's, so, it's so important to do that, even if your Bible's on your phone. Are you ready for the Word? Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you so much. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 23 says, In him you also... When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the, with the promise of the Holy Spirit. And, and I want you to know that receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is part of being victorious. It's part of walking in authority and power in this earth. And I'm going to talk tonight like we are pilgrims passing through because you really are. When you got saved and God came into your life, you became a foreigner and a stranger to this world, but a citizen to God's kingdom. So, so with, how many of you believe that this is not our home, we're just passing through, right? And so it's so important, which 14 says, the verse 14 says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it? the praise of his glory for this reason because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all saints I do not cease to give thanks for you remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom someone say wisdom and revelation say revelation in the knowledge of him I want you to think about that just for one moment. He wants us to have a wisdom and revelation in the knowledge about who he is. That's what he prayed for. That's what the Apostle Paul was praying for, how he prayed for the churches, for the churches to grow in the knowledge, revelation, wisdom. So it says, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. That means that the knowledge would be enlightened by the script by the Spirit of God. Only the Holy Spirit can give light to the Scripture. How many of you believe that? You cannot separate the Spirit of God from the Word of God. They have to be brought in together. Okay? That's part of a point tonight. And so, having eyes, having the eyes of your under your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? So you and I have riches already that have been given to us. Don't you love it when you find money in the house or you find out a relative you were related to passes away and they had some, some inheritance for you and you get a phone call right away and you, or you just find something you didn't know you had and it becomes a blessing to you? Has that ever happened to you? this sudden surprise of receiving something. Well, well, Jesus left something for you and I in the spiritual realm that 
that he calls riches. And his glory, he calls it a glorious inheritance in the saints. In the saints, say inside of me. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? Immeasurable greatness of his power. You have greatness inside of you. According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. So what he's saying here is now he's saying, now I'm showing you that, that it was in Christ Jesus when he walked in this earth. And he then set him in the, at the right hand of God in heavenly places. Far above all rule, all authority, all power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in one to come. And he put all things under his feet. All things under whose feet? Jesus' body, right? His feet is part of his body. And who is the church? Are you the feet of Jesus right now? According to the scripture, he is the head. We are the body of Christ. In other words, God has designated everything to you and I. And if we want to see God move, we have to do the work because he did his part already. And he's telling us that if you open your eyes and get enlightened, you'll get a revelation and an understanding that the devil is really under your feet. And I can give you scripture for that. And he put things all under his feet and gave him to be the head. He's the head over all things to who? The church, which is his body, right? The fullness of him who fills all in all. There's a lot right there. I'm going to concise it down, try to do my very best to condense it down like a good roux. And we're going to just eat something tonight that I believe is going to bless your soul. I think tonight that if you'll just open your heart and, and let me, by God's grace, just talk to you. And I pray that I talk slow enough and simple enough that you would just grab it. And anything you feel that you know hits your spirit, I ask you only one thing tonight. Just respond and write it down and don't forget it. Because I really do believe that tonight you should walk out of here with a different sense of purpose. And you'll have a hunger tonight to go home and read your Bible more in depth about who you really are and what Jesus really did for us. And after tonight, if you'll just take the little segment of what I'm going to give you, your prayer life will start changing and you'll start seeing results. It can happen. Teaching, giving the word, someone to give understanding of the scripture, it's very valuable in the kingdom of God. The scripture says, if, how can they hear the gospel without a preacher? And how can, they, how can they hear unless he be sent? Well, I believe that God sent us here all together to receive this one moment of just infused wisdom and love and direction for our life. One more time, just ask the Lord to bless tonight. Say, Lord Jesus, bless this service and everyone in it. In Jesus' name, somebody give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. If you're watching via Facebook, YouTube, 
Welcome to our channel. Thank you for watching this live stream. We pray today, tonight, that you would be blessed and encouraged. So I started hitting ceilings. And I started feeling like my prayers were just limited. I've never really felt a time in my life where my prayers were really just hitting a ceiling for such a long period of time. I've always felt that I've had some hurdles in my own self I had to overcome and just my own thinking when I would pray in the past. And it's always been that when I have prayed, when I have earnestly prayed and sought God's face, that it, it didn't take long for me to kind of have that, what we know as a breakthrough, right? How many of you know what a breakthrough is? You know what a breakthrough is? When you are focused in prayer and all of a sudden you feel like, okay, I broke through myself and now I feel his presence. And then you start to feel good. How many of you feel good when you pray? But I realized, and this is going to sound weird, but I realized that I wasn't satisfied with just feeling good. You get to a place in your life where you want more results than just feeling good. <laughs> you, you, you get to a place where when you see things that need to happen, feeling good doesn't cut it. So that is the salvation of our soul. When we came to the Lord, we all came with the mindset of surrender. Everyone should first take that step towards Jesus and and let him save your soul. Let him save your, 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 your moment where you're in from the past and do away with the past. And so we, we go in further into water baptism. And we experience salvation. We experience the saving of the soul and the forgiveness of sins upon his mercy and grace and his blood applied by saying... Lord, forgive me for my sins. If we go through life in this walk with God thinking we have no sins, we deceive ourselves. And we are never going to get to the place we need to get to as long as we're living under the direction and influence of our humanity and our flesh and our own lust. And so then we are water baptized. Jesus came into this world and he gave two specific instructions. He gave three, really, one to the disciple to go to the disciples to go out to all nations. But then he said, baptize them, right? Preach repentance and baptize them, and then they shall receive the promise of the Father, right? Well, he said in John chapter 3 that we need to experience a water baptism and a spirit baptism. We are made up of three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. So when he said get baptized, get baptized in water, and then he said the spirit of God will baptize you, he took care of the body and he took care of the spirit man, but then he left the part of the mind up to you and I. Let me explain this. 
When you are baptized into Christ, you are baptized and taken on the name of Christ, and you are baptized into his death. Symbolically, baptizing and burying the old man into the past and having a clear conscience towards God. It is an act of God that God does for you to clear your conscience and forgive your sins and wash them away according to the scripture. To the saving of the soul. In other words, it is a part of your salvation. Let me explain that because there's a lot of doctrinal debate about whether or not you have to be baptized or not baptized or just believe and so forth. What I'm saying is, is that you get salvation, you experience salvation, you and I experience salvation, the saving grace of God when it comes into our life upon forgiveness, right? It begins... And salvation is a continual thing in our life. It doesn't just happen one time and then you walk away and live like a devil, right? And expect that your life is going to be okay. There's not going to be any more pitfalls. There's not going to be any more, uh, you know, repercussions from the actions that you take. You have to walk it out. You and I have a responsibility. But in order for us to walk it out and have the grace and the power to do this, he said, not only are you to get water baptized, to clear your conscience, to take on my name in your life, to be baptized into the body of Christ, but your spirit needs to be baptized so you can walk with empowerment. And so now, when you read the Scripture, when you follow the Scriptures, there is always a place in there where even David said, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light to my path. Where the scripture says, be renewed by the spirit of your what? Mind. These are people that were in church already. He told Peter, he said, when thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. In other words, he was baptized in the Spirit on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, right? And then he was also water baptized. He was Spirit baptized and water baptized, and he preached, but he still had to go through a conversion process. He still had to go through a place in his life where he had to be converted. Peter writes about this in 1 Peter. Jot this down. The Scripture talks about that there is a conversion and a born-again experience that comes through the Word of God. There's only two places in the Scripture where the word born again is there. It's John chapter 3, and it's found in the book of Peter. One is referring to born again of the water and the Spirit. The other one is talking about being born again of incorruptible seed, the Word of God. There has to be a conversion. There has to be a transformation. Because here is what happens for you and I. We have faith that God forgives us for all the acts we committed in our bodies. Right? We have faith that God, he empowers us by the Holy Spirit, and we all seek after to be empowered because we all love power, right? I mean, I love power. 
I didn't say abusing authority. I didn't say I don't want to have control of your life. I just need his power. I need his power to walk. I need his power to talk. I need his power to live. I need some power in my life. I love power. I love it when I see God's grace move in my life and remove obstacles that I had no way of moving. Power is necessary. How many of you would agree? It's necessary. You need power. But here's where we miss it. It's the saving of the mind. It's the one area that God has left up to you and I, and this is why he's given us his word. This word is the only thing that can truly occupy your thought process and be in complete agreement with the Spirit of God inside of you. This word, if it is not ingested and not read in the proper light, you will not have an effective prayer life. You cannot pray, write this down, you cannot pray effectively if you do not know this Bible. You cannot. And I, I, I'm now able to say this because I understand now. Just because you feel good when you reach a place in prayer doesn't mean everything is good in the sense of your mind being where it needs to be. The mind has to be converted, changed. This is why Paul said, I pray that you would receive enlightenment, knowledge of everything in Christ concerning you, in Christ concerning him, both of us. Who are we? You know, you, you know who Jesus is. You know the story. But knowing him at a different level comes through exchange of action, talking, conversing, and getting knowledge and this knowledge of this word, it's more important than you think when you go into prayer. If you are not praying with this word, don't expect to get the results that you need. You cannot. I've had to learn the hard way. I realize that. I confess it to everyone tonight. I am not ashamed to tell you that many times I have prayed and prayed in the spirit and I prayed into an earthly realm. And my prayers were effective to a certain extent. But they were still limited. And I'll tell you why. Because I lacked a revelation of who I am in Jesus Christ. Now, you can say it a hundred times a day, but when you get a personal revelation and feel it and have it in your subconscious that we are sitting together with him in heavenly places and you are above every demonic force in the spirit realm when you have entered into the body of Christ. It is prophesied. It was spoken in the book of Genesis. Write this down. God told Satan that this woman's seed, that his heel would bruise, would get bruised from stomping on his head. 
He said the seed, the offspring, would come back one day and would bruise his head under his feet. Jesus proved this when he lived and walked on this earth. He walked around, and there wasn't one demon that could bully him and push him around and make him lose out on the blessings of God. The only time they took him into apprehension was when he allowed it because it was part of the progress and the process of becoming the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But when he went through the process, he became the one who sat at the right hand of the Father. And he told the disciples in John chapter 14, read John chapter 14, John chapter 15, write this down. He said, the Father is going to send a comforter. And essentially, and let me concise it and paraphrase it for you, he said, what the Father was for me, I will be for you, and he will be for you also. He said, if you abide in me, and what else? My what? He said, if you will abide in me and my words abide in you. He said, my words have to abide in you. He said, you will ask what you will and it shall be what? Done. 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 If my words abide in you and you abide in me, that is spirit and that is word. Combine the two. You can, I, you can go to church every single week and still live below your privileges. You can come to church every single time. You can come to church seven days a week. And you can pray, and I'm going to say something right now that's going to probably cause you to question, but this is good. You need to start thinking. We all need to start thinking. And you can pray in tongues and pray in the Spirit every single one of those days and still not be effective. I've done it. I've learned my lesson. I've learned how to alter my praying and get a different mindset. Write this down. Your prayers are only as effective as your mindset is. Your prayers are only as effective as your mindset is. What was the first thing that Jesus was tempted by? He was tempted by his position as being a son. There are different ranks in the spirit realm. When we first started, God, I, let me give you some examples. The greatest challenge is knowing your identity. And, and some of you have heard it, and some of you even say it out loud, but do you feel it? I mean, do you really feel it? Do you feel your sonship? Do you feel your position in Christ? Do you literally have that consciousness of knowing and walking in authority? When you open your mouth, you speak as a child of God, not just a churchgoer. You have to analyze yourself sometimes and analyze your own words. How do you talk? A child of God does not talk with a poverty mentality. 
A child of God does not release things out of his mouth, her mouth, without it being, listen, you have to have it filtered. It's just a product of your mind. The mind needs to be saved, and the mind can go through. Now, understand this. Your mind is the only thing that you have truly have to discipline in your spirit too, but your mind has to be the one thing that you have to truly focus on to get your thinking straight. Because how many times have you maybe, let me talk about me. I can't tell you how many times I went into prayer with the wrong thinking and self-pity and fear and anger and worry. And I would pray in the spirit as I got into there. And all I did was cry. All I did was worry. All I did was give God my complaint. And I'd be praying in the spirit. But my mind was nowhere in alignment with this word. And had no faith. No faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the what? The word of God. And how the word is released I have so much to say, but I'm going to hurry. So, so what I'm telling you is, is that many times I prayed in the spirit. I prayed, spent hours alone with God, and I saw some changes in my life, in my personal life. And I saw some changes that were limited, but I still felt like I had a ceiling. I didn't see big changes. Mountain moving changes. And I asked the Lord, I asked him, what am I doing wrong? And I would have never known this had I not pursued after him, even when I didn't feel the certain breakthrough I was looking for. I had already broke through certain barriers in my life. I have broken through a lot of barriers. There are certain devils that just don't mess with me anymore that used to mess with me. And believe me, I have had them come into my home. I have had them come around me. I've had them. I, I, there is devils out there, guys. But, but there are certain devils that will treat you and torment you, treat you like a stepchild. They'll treat you, no offense, but they will mistreat you. They will mistreat you and bully you. As long as you lack a revelation and the power to rise above it and spiritually find yourself sitting with him in heavenly places. If you are sitting below your means and your God has a reserved place for you to sit down with him, but until you allow him to convert your thinking, your mind with this word, and then you start praying, you cannot effectively pray through the situation. So the Lord began to talk to me, and he began to tell me, you're praying with the wrong mentality. You know the Word of God. You have read the Word of God, and I have read this Bible. But you have not embraced and adopted your identity in me and, got, and realized it. You have to realize it. You have to speak it. You have to eat it. 
You have to sleep with it. You have to go through a season of conversion where nothing else matters. And I'm not going to believe anybody else. I'm not going to believe my circumstance. I will not believe any report. I am only going to believe what this word says. I'm not saying be detached from reality. I'm saying that you have to start listening to the right person. You have to start listening to the right person. And you and I can live based on your mentality, based on your thinking. You will limit your prayers. What did Jesus tell the What did he tell the people? Be it so according to what? Your faith. Where's your faith? You'll receive whatever you have according to your faith. Nothing else moves God but faith. Write that down. Nothing moves God but faith. Crying, whining, complaining does not move God. You'll feel comfort and peace, and you can talk to God, and he'll give you relief and comfort and love you. He loves you, and that's what we mostly feel in prayer, the feel-good part about God's love. We all experience the love of God, but if you want results, you have to begin to speak words of faith. You have to be filled with faith, and you have to do what Jude said, praying in your most holiest faith, praying in the what? Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. With the right mentality. Not like a pauper. You're not a pauper. You're not a peasant. You have been purchased by the blood of the king. You have been, you have taken on his name. You are part of a royal priesthood. And when you walk in his authority and power and you have allowed yourself to break through past yourself, because number one, that is your greatest obstacle is yourself and you can wrestle with self your entire lifetime and you will still be limited. I'm going to explain this stuff to you in just a moment. Now, remember, this is coming from experience. There's scripture for this as well, but I'm going to give you my experience. So he took me and showed me Daniel. Daniel was under three kings, and Daniel outranked all of them in the spirit. Even though he was an advisor and a part of the government of that kingdom, he outranked every single one of them in the spirit because they all came to him. And the lions couldn't bite him. The fire could not burn them. He could not be done away with. God had his hand on him because he broke through an area of his life where he began to pray prayers at another level because his mind wasn't bound by earthly things. Write this down. Your mind cannot be bound by earthly things, by earthly events, by bad news, by present circumstances. You have to be converted and committed to one thought process, that you are part of another realm and another kingdom. If you do not get this, that you are a part of another kingdom and you are an ambassador and you have the right to live under those privileges and he has riches for you in heavenly places, 
then when you pray, you're only going to pray horizontally or vertically. Is it vertically? Horizontal, excuse me. I always get those two mixed up, but you pray, you pray horizontally. And you will never pray vertically. Here's the, I'm going to shift on you right now. When you pray in the spirit, you have to know that where the real warfare is, is not in this earth. It's in the heavenly realm. So God came to Daniel through, through a messenger and said, God heard you the first day. You know the story. But do you have the reality of this, that this is actually what happens in, you and, in our life? We need to get the reality of this, that this is actually what happens in our life as well, our spiritual life. While you and I are praying for certain things, and keep in mind, Daniel did not kneel down and pray just for a week. He prayed consistently, and it happened to be where he prayed through until he had results. Don't think that yeah, there are miracles. There are things that can happen. Jesus spoke to Lazarus, and Lazarus came out of the grave. But don't expect there to be sudden changes automatically. Learn how to pray until something happens. And he gave him the most, the, the angel of the Lord gave him the most relevant information that you and I need to gather here tonight and understand one thing, that is this. Even though you and I live in this earth, really what happens in this earth is determined what happens in the heavens. He said, God sent the archangel Michael to resist because the prince of Persia, that was a principality. We are faced with principalities. Oh, my gosh. If... <laughs> I'm going to say something to you. I want you to write it down. But it makes a lot of sense. If hell doesn't know your name, you're not praying right. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? Daniel was known. Xerxes, Cyrus, and Nebuchadnezzar were all over Daniel, but Daniel outranked him in the spirit. He was under three kings, but he, they turned to him, and they got what they needed. Pharaoh was over Joseph, but Joseph outranked him. And even though he was not given that position as a Pharaoh, he still governed the nation. Why? Because he broke through an area in his personal life and prayer where now he dominated in the heavenly realm and he was respected and God moved him in rank. You see, when you move in ranks in the spirit, it'll be a direct reflection of where you are in the spirit on earth. It's just making sense to anybody. Am I going over your head? Is this too much? Raise your hand if you're getting this right here and it's enjoying. I mean, you know, we are, we've all been, are you spirit-filled? Do you believe that God still moves? How many of you like to pray in the spirit? How many of you like to get results? 
How many of you know that what I'm talking about tonight isn't just a little sermon? It's where the rubber meets the road, and it's time for you and I to get results. And as long as you're praying prayers that are limited and prayers that only are significant to your present problems, you are never going to reach the real results because over every area of your life, there is a channel from the heavens, from the heavenly realm where warfare really happens. This is where changes are made, folks. And I'm going to tell you something, and I want you to research it, and I want you to not just take my word for it, but I want you to think about this and research it because it was a revelation to me, and I didn't understand it, and I would get frustrated every time something happened. Things are going to happen, first of all. I'm not going to be unrealistic and tell you that we're not going to have problems. But I know when I'm being bullied by hell, and I know when there's a spiritual attack coming in my life, and I know where I need to be. And every time I sense that, I know what to do. And it's not long after that, it stops. But I'm tired of living in a place, I got tired of it, living in a place where something good happens, and it was limited, and I wasn't able to live in abundance. He said we would eat the good of the land. He said that we should eat in a place filled with milk and honey and overflowing in our life and, 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 be in, and have dominion over everything that we do. But I took one thing for granted, that God was in control even when I didn't pray. Oh, man. <laughs> that God was in control even when I didn't pray. And that is the biggest deception you'll ever hear if you believe that all you got to do is just believe and everything's taken care of. Or when you simply say God's in control, he's not in control. You want to know where all this happened? What happened in the transition? I'm going to explain it to you right now. Let me explain it to you. Even Jesus said, Satan is the God of this world. What did Satan do for Jesus he took him up on a mountain and said, I'm going to give you all of these riches that have been given that belong to me. I'll give them to you. <laughs> you want to know where that was taken from, from our, our rights for reigning in the kingdom? I'll tell you where Satan stripped it from. Are you ready? Write this down. Write this down and study it. Satan robbed us of our kingship and our authority and favor when he lied to Adam and Eve. Adam was the first king. And God told Adam, everything you see, I, I give you dominion. He said, I give humanity dominion over this. Spirits, I'm going to say something to you, and I want, again, just listen. Spirits need a body to operate into in order to have authority in this earth. That's why Jesus came. It was God in the flesh. He had himself a body. And in order for him to function in this earth, he had to come as the son of God and function out of a body. Satan didn't have a body, so he illegally came in through the body of a snake and spoke to Adam and Eve and lied to them, and they sinned, and their authority was stripped from them, and that's when Satan became the god of this world. Think about this for a moment. But the second Adam came again. 
The Bible says that Jesus was the second Adam, and he came to restore the kingdom unto his children, and that they would now have dominion, and that Satan would be under their feet, and they would not walk around being bullied, or their lives being taken from them, and he came and destroyed everything. He came and destroyed death, hell, and the grave, and now you and I are now in a different position being restored to God's kingdom. Is this making sense to anybody? I wish I was speaking in a fiery, spirit-filled church right now. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to tell you? You have authority, and God restored it to you, and the only way you and I are ever going to live in that place of having everything under our feet, it's when we are in prayer with the right mentality and our mind has been saved and converted to really believe, to really, really, really believe that you are a son of God, an heir to the throne, and you are not walking like you are just somebody. You're not just somebody. You are part of the royal family. You're not just somebody. There are angels that are walking with you. You see, angels work on our behalf. And the only way they will work on our behalf is when they hear the word of the Lord released from our mouths. That's where the warfare came in. That's why Daniel, look at Daniel. Daniel told was told by the angel, the angels have been warring against devils in order to get to you. While you and I are praying, we are enabling our angels to war on our behalf, and they are removing every obstacle and every blockage and strategy that's over your life. You want to know why we are limited sometimes? You want to know why you may be blessed right now, but you have not seen what God could really do if he, you get a prayer life and walk with him and walk in authority. We haven't seen the best of what God has. Don't get comfortable with the little thing here and there. God said we would not borrow, but we would also lend. We would be the head and not the tail. We would be above and not beneath. If we're not living in that place, we're not praying right. We're not thinking right. We're not walking right. Read Deuteronomy chapter 28. That is something that was already paid for at Calvary. He took the judgment for you and I on the cross. And every one of those blessings that you read about, we have inherently received by Jesus Christ in the Spirit. And we all we got to do now is begin to accept it, walk in it, and pray it. And speak it and let nothing else come into your life. You're tired of being in debt? Stop talking about it so much. Do something about it, but stop talking about it so much because all you're doing is enabling it and giving it authority over your life. But as a child of God, when you believe that you have been blessed with spiritual blessings in heavenly places, look, the money's not in heaven. Where's the money? Where are the resources? Where are the jobs? Where's the connections? They're where? In this earth, what's in heaven? Spiritual principalities, devils, everything else that wars against us, and angels that are working for you, waiting for you to believe what God said about you, to release the word so you can put them to work. 
people with unemployed angels don't see changes. Wow. I have had a number of unemployed angels in my life. I remember years ago when I was driving down the road, we first started the church. We first found this location. And we'd spend hours praying in these grounds and sweeping and laying down on these dirty carpets. No, it wasn't even carpets, concrete. We'd have to sweep them every week. We'd have to get them ready. But, man, we shed a lot of tears. We prayed a lot of prayers. And I remember walking, uh, driving to the church, and I got a prayer, uh, a phone call from a man of God. And this prophet just kind of called me and told me. He said, hey, man, he said, God's put you on my heart. And he said, he started praying for me. And as he prayed for me, I, I felt the hand on my, I, I've said this story before. I've said it a number of times. But I felt a hand come on my head and a hand come on my heart as I was driving down the road. And I felt the impressions come on me. And he said, the Lord told me to tell you he's given you five angels to help you build that church. In fact, so you can believe me, there are two with you right now. One has his hand on your head. The other one has his hand on your heart. I freaked out. <laughs> I, felt, I know what angels feel like. I've felt angels before in my prayer time. I walked up into them around them. I've been around them. I know what they feel like, but they, this is the first time I've ever had them lay hands on me, and these boogers laid hands on me. <laughs> they were just big hands. I felt them. I pulled over, and I, I didn't understand fully. I don't, think, I, I don't think I fully understood. I think from a lack of knowledge, from a lack of knowledge, you and I are, are tricked. From a lack of knowledge, you and I are, are being had, deprived, bullied. I hate bullying. That is one of my pet peeves. I hate bullies. I hate it when God, when, when the devil bullies God's people. I hate it when people come to me and they tell me all these things that are happening and I'm realizing some things that, that maybe that person isn't in a place they need to be and maybe they are trying to get there but don't know how to pray and what position to be in. I'm not going to be gullible and tell you that, that uh, if you're doing something, if something's happening in your life that you're doing something wrong. That's not the case. But I am going to say this. If you are constantly going through something month after month, year after year, and you have never seen a change, and the only thing that comes out of your mouth is complain, wor complaints, worry, and fear, and anger, and so forth, you have not seen changes, then I get burdened, and I realize it's got to be taught. It needs to be uh, realized. We need to understand. Maybe I'm not doing my job. So I make up, I made up in my mind, even tonight, that I have to be transparent with you and tell you that I have not always knew, known how to pray, that I have made so many mistakes in my prayer time. I have said some things out of my mouth I shouldn't have said when it comes to my problems or my lack of anything. What I should have done was get my face in the book, see what the word of God says about it, recognize who I am, and start praying in the spirit, and not pray in the spirit focused on what's going on in my problems, but releasing the word of God so angels can begin to kick the devil's butt. It's in the Bible. I wish somebody would get tenacious with me. I think that we need to release our angels through prayer so they can start removing the obstacles that are over your finances. 
There are demons. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to prophesy to you. I'm going to operate in a word of knowledge and tell you that there are demons over your homes, over your families, over your business, over everything in your life where you have not prayed through effectively, and they are not allowing you to live an overflowed life. And you will live a a restricted life and a limited life. You'll have your needs met. You can work hard and get a paycheck for it. You can supply a need or a skill or a talent, and you'll get paid for it. But if you are not having dominion over every one of these areas, then you are living below your means as a child of God because there are different kingdoms in this world. There's the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom. There's a financial kingdom. There's a kingdom of man. There's an angelic kingdom. There are different types of kingdoms in this world, but there is only one kingdom that should dominate over every single one of them. And this is what happened to Daniel. This is what happened to Moses. This is what happened to all of the patriarchs in the scripture. They press through a place where they let the kingdom of God come into their life and have dominion, and all those other, other kingdoms had to be open to them. Had to be open to them. Our businesses belong to Jesus. His kingdom, they belong to the kingdom. And and, and unless we pray and unless we seek God, we are never going to see the overflow and the abundance. God called us to dominate in these areas. And we have the God-given right to dominate in these areas because we are children of God and we are called with an assignment. And everything that belongs to you, God said, he would bless He would bless abundantly, just like the house of Obed-Edom, just like his house when the presence is there. Everything that belongs to you and is under your care, under your management, under your direction, under your tutelage, whatever it is, it will be altered, altered, and changed because you're learning how to pray at another level in the spirit, and your mentality. Here's what you have to realize. You have to make sure, write this down, you have to make sure when you are in prayer that your mind is in alignment with your spirit. That your mind has got the word. And you have read the word. And when you pray, you are conscious of the word. Because God is only going to use what's in your mind. But if your mind is in rebellion, I'm going to tell you, it can be in rebellion. If your mind is filled with fear, if your mind is embracing uh, uh, um, just hurt, heartache, pain, unforgiveness, you can never pray in the spirit at another level. But when you consciously begin to pray, I had a visitation from God in the spirit uh, uh, last week. That was just so tremendous. And I didn't realize how out of sync my mind was in that moment. But when I got my mind synced up with God, I felt like the Spirit of God was now interceding for me. And I didn't know what to say in those moments. But I engaged my mind with my prayer language. And he began to intercede for me. And I felt empowered. I felt him talking to me. I felt him giving me direction. I told, he told me what to do. He told me how to carry myself. And thus he started leading me how to pray differently. I started hitting hitting some ceilings, folks, because I have got to another place in my life where I've broken through a lot of demons. 
I'm going to tell you something. You think ministry, ministry is not for wimps. You now, when you become in a place and put yourself in a position where you are being, you, you are supposed to lead, lead others in the right direction for God's sake, you are a target. But you see, the reason why some of you are targets is because you have been doing your very best to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And, and you are not, look, he is not, the devil is not afraid of a prayerless Christian. You don't intimidate the devil. You don't, he just, he's fine if you go to church every single day of the week and never pray. He's fine with that as long as you don't pray. But when you start praying and you feel opposition, you just take the hits and keep on moving because it won't be long. There's going to be an angel show up and he's going to, I'm going to tell you right now, that angel is going to choke him out and he's going to be out for the count and he's not going to mess with you anymore. I feel that tonight. There are certain spirits that will not mess with you anymore. When you get to another level and you learn how to pray and you learn how to flow with that and your mind is in alignment with God's word, you take off the restrictions out of your life. Listen, it is so, so simple. Get the word up here. Believe what the word says about you. Jesus, everything Jesus said that is now, now, now in your life, not tomorrow, now in your life. You are a son of God now, right now in this place. You are covered by the blood right now. You are seated with him in heavenly places right now. And it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter our mistakes. It doesn't matter what you went through. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're still alive, all it did was make you stronger. If you're still here, all it did was make you tougher. If you're still talking, all it did was make you wiser. Here's James, James chapter 3. Let me read James uh, chapter 1, verse 17. I believe this is it. It says, every good gift, everyone say good gift, and every perfect gift, say perfect gift, is from where? From above. Did it say from this world? You want to know the money's in this world, the finances in this world, the networks are in this world, the proper networks you need to excel, the proper uh, customers, the the, the, the proper clients, everyone. Uh, what do you think the, the scripture says that God will transfer the wealth of the wicked to the what? To the righteous. How? What have you put there for that exchange? And what is your mindset and your prayer life like? And are angels helping you work to release that so you can build the kingdom? That's what this is all about, folks. I'm going to tell you right now. It is about you building God's kingdom and us reaching out and seeing souls saved and them learning how to walk with God so they can also be an influence in this world. But he said every good and perfect gift comes from above. And I'm coming to a close. Come on, Haley. From the who? Father of lights, with whom there's what? No variation or shadow due to change. That, that's, that means that God is not going to change his mind. God is not going to change his view of you. God is not going to, he's not going to be one of those, those, those individuals who, who come, and see, come to your life and is nice to you. Then the next day they change because they're moody. I don't feel like it. 
But I feel good yesterday, but today I don't know. You need my help right now or later? God is always there. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. He'll never fail you, and he's there, and he doesn't change. 18 says, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. That's how we ended up here, by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his his creatures. Know this, my beloved brothers, let let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. In other words, don't say something you're going to regret, even the things that aren't agreeable to the Spirit, because you'll rob yourself of a blessing. And you'll have to start all over again to break through that place because now you have said something according to fear and anger and resentment and guess who heard you? Every devil that's been listening to the warfare and you've now given the opposite team the home advantage. When there are angels that are only going to move according to the word of the Lord. There's a battle in the heavens going on over your life, and it's time for you to recognize it and know your position and realize that you can pray in the Spirit and see some changes because all the changes that are made in the earth first happen in the heavens, and every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. Every good. Look at James chapter 3, and I close with this scripture. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his conduct, let him show his works in meekness and in wisdom. In other words, don't get the big head just because you've been blessed. Don't get the big head just because you know something. Don't let arrogance step into your life, and don't let the devil stroke your ego just to get you to respond to do something. Let him that is wise be meek in spirit, stay humble. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambitions in your heart, do not boast and, and be false to the truth. In other words, don't let your mindset oppose what's true. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above. You see, God gives you understanding and wisdom to know how to function. But, but listen to this. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and self-ambition exist, and by the way, selfishness is the root cause of all demonic activity. Write that down. Selfishness is the root cause of of all demonic activity. Remember, spirits need a body to function through. And you will either be willing to open yourself up to the dark side for all of our followers or the light side. This is the reality, folks. The church needs to open up their eyes and not just think that things just happen. Things begin to change when you get a prayer life. Things begin to alter And the problems you're having in your family and with people, here's what the scripture says. 
when a man's way pleased the Lord, he said he even makes his enemies to be at peace with him. Why? Because the angels are working on your behalf and the spirits that are influencing that person have now become under the influence of heavenly angels and this is where the devil runs away. And when you step in, I'm going to tell you something. You get to a place in your life, when you walk into the room, things begin to shift. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Things begin to shift. Things begin to change. And people and spirits recognize what's going on. People can even recognize. They don't know why they like you. They don't know what's on you. They just know they want to bless you. That's the favor of God. There's an open heaven over your life, and you're walking in new authority. And everywhere you go, that's what God told Abraham. Every place you place your feet, it belongs to you, Abraham. But here's what it says. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Disorder. But the wisdom from above is first pure. Pure at heart. That's what this word can do. That's what the Spirit does. Gives you a pure heart. Then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest. Listen to this. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. People that love to fight and argue never have peace in their life. They sow discord, and you will never get peace in your life, especially from God. I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like feeling the peace of God. There's nothing like feeling the peace of God to remove all of your burdens, to remove all of your anxiety, to where you lay in bed at night and you can breathe and you can rest and your mind is stayed on the Lord and there is perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. And I'm telling you here tonight that there's decisions that you can make and you once you've made them and you have said that I am going to read this word, I'm going to be intentional, I'm going to memorize it, I'm going to sing it, I'm going to have it playing on the radio, I'm going to go to bed to it, I'm going to do everything I can to digest it, and I'm going to pray, and when I pray, I'm going to pray according to what this word says. So when I pray, I'm going to pray in the Spirit with a biblical understanding, but the Spirit is going to take my faith and my agreement, and it's going to work on my behalf, and he's going to intercede for me with things I don't even know what to say, but he knows what I'm trying to say. And as he begins to intercede for me, he's going to do it with groanings that cannot be uttered. You want to know how to have your house saved? Get your soul filled with his presence. You want to know how to feed, defeat every devil that's in your life? Let the God of glory fill your life and put your angels to work and let him do something powerful for you in your life. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this house. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Life Center podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, then subscribe and follow us on social media at CLC Victoria. Connect with us by visiting our website, clcvictoria.org.